Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Hello, I'm Ed Dyson, podcaster, comedy writer and stay-at-home dad with no children. And I'm Sam Dowler, journalist, broadcaster and co-host with The Mo Host. And we host United, United Queendom! The number one British drag race podcast. Although our brand tends to be more number twos. Thanks for Tina turning us on. Now let's get on with the show already. So some of you might have already heard, but for those of you who haven't, um, we did have some bad news this week. Sam Dowler uh, has lost all his hair. Um, I know some people might find that funny, but I just want to say, uh, keep Sam Dowler's name out your fucking mouth. Keep his name out your fucking mouth! Okay? I just want to get that out of the way straight away. Oh, Sam, how have you been coping with... Um, Can I you, just say, I'm not even bots. joking. I'm not even joking, but when I was younger, um, I went down to have my hair cut at the local barbers. And um, I must have been about maybe 14, 15. And uh, they so obviously fucked 30 up. Years and ago, sh- they obviously, yeah, they obviously fucked oh, up. Oh, that is right, actually. <laughs> they, sh- they shaved it. Sh- shut your fucking mouth. I thought it was um, a joke. 20, 20, was 20, like 20 years ago. 25 years ago. Okay. Um, um, anyway, and they must have made a, they must have shaved, like, a, they used clippers and stuff. They must have shaved, like, a, a ball patch. So um, I came back home and mum was like, uh, you, you know, you've got a ball patch at the back of your head. And dad was like, I'm not having this. So we went down there again and they were like, oh, and rather than say that they're men of mistake, they were like, oh, I'm afraid he's got alopecia. <gasps> so um, so you might need, you should go to the doctors really about that rather than Those come down bastards. here. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so I know all about alopecia. And um, I mean, it's honestly, this story, though, is ricocheted around the world. I mean, it's been a week now, hasn't it? Was it last Sunday night? I know, and it's not going anywhere. I know. I mean, and I'm still interested in it. Usually with these big stories, I do get bored quite quickly, but this one's just got so many layers, unlike Jada's it's, hair, really. It's got um, legs It's got legs for days, legs for days. And um, I mean, because obviously there's so much to unpick. I mean, I mean, sorry, everybody who tuned in to talk about Drag Race. Um, but <laughs> Well, it's, it's got links to Drag Race. It's much like the season nine finale. I mean, hair is coming off. Uh, people are being destroyed. It's, well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think, I think it's very sad for, 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 I mean, okay, first of all, they talk about their private life all the time. She's discussed her, um, she's discussed her hair loss. um, And it's not necessarily, I mean, I don't believe that Chris Rock is the sort of person that would listen to um, or watch Red Table Talks or even much like most of the world. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean. Uh, he wouldn't know. I mean, I don't think he would know that she had alopecia. So, but I didn't he, know. And, and he did, and he didn't, and he didn't. Apparently, didn't say it in the rehearsal. So he obviously saw her and thought that was a good gag. Um, but it was, um, yeah. And then obviously, we'll laugh. But then it was her. Like I think she she has a lot of blame here um, for her for the way that she looked at. Will. I think Will's just a fucking pawn. He's been like literally pushed from pillar to post with their open marriage. Didn't want it, etc. It's all maybe like you. I, I don't know. I think it was. 
I was reading an article about how it was basically to do with trauma, like it was his trauma, like literally laid out on a plate. What do you think? Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, uh, celebrities piss me off when they kind of, sometimes they say they want privacy or they say, oh, that's my personal life. You can't talk about that, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've had that many times. If you live Please. your life in that way, like Adele used to do it. She used to be very want her privacy but then she used to actually when she wasn't promoting music stay in private so I'm like well at least you've got a bit of credibility I mean these days she's gone the other way but with Will and Jada they have laid out especially for stars of their magnitude they have laid out their personal life on such a global stage that it really in, has quite invited shocking, quite shocking actually as well yes. like, quite shockingly in depth like more so than you would expect well because they're, they're too famous to need to do that really usually when you when you, do, when you air your dirty laundry as a celebrity well usually... it's her really because she doesn't really have a lot yeah. has, she doesn't have a great deal going on does she so it's well she's really still in big her. films she was in the Batman TV series she's in that awful girls trip and there's a sequel to that she's not doing nothing so i don't think they need to be talking about their affairs and stuff but i mean people find it entertaining but you don't be surprised when you do that when people make jokes about it i know this joke wasn't mm. about that that was about her hair i agree with you i think chris rock didn't know that um she had alopecia and even if he had like i just think that hitting someone at on the global stage that is the oscars <gasps> it would take a lot more for that to be justifiable really it's not justifiable at all. You can't, you can't hit somebody. Like, and also there's the... I mean, I was watching The View and they were talking about it's the race thing as well. There isn't and... a race thing to it. How can you... It's so annoying people are making this about race. It's, it's not... No, they, no, the reason I'm saying it's about race, it's, it's basically because black people are particularly, like, they've worked hard to, you know, have a seat at the table and then something like this happens. It, like, it, because it's two black men, it's like, oh, no, oh, this is how black people sort out their problems, is it? Do you know what I mean? And that obviously isn't the case. But at who's all, so saying that? Is what, that is what... But like, that's an assumption. So that people was, are reacting to that an assumption. Was, that that's what they happened. were saying on... That's what, that's what they were saying on The View. Oh, well, if I they say it on that. The View, then, then it must be one of the chiselled commandments in stone. Don't you fucking no. have a go at Whoopi. <laughs> at the end of the day, Will Smith and Chris Whoops, Rock... Whoopsie Goldberg. Chris Rock is one of the most successful legendary comedians of mm. all time. Will Smith is one of the highest paid... Mm. I love him. ...most iconic film actors. This was not... Mm. If you turn the tables and Tom Cruise had punched Ricky Gervais, it would be just as shocking. It would be just as newsworthy. This is not a story about race, and it's very annoying when... I've seen a lot of people on Twitter being like, if a white person tweeted their opinion on this story... Oh, leave this is this is a, a black people's issue. This is not for white people to comment on. It's like, no, this is a massive showbiz story, and it's not centered in race. Mm. Yes, we mm. live in a world where anything that involves a black person inevitably becomes somewhat about race because of the toxic social media situation that we have. But at the heart of it, this is about a whether it's okay to hit someone on live TV, and it's not. And Can I? I, I think because as well, it's to do with. Um, you know, hashtag Oscars so white, etc. And you know, and you know, and the, and not and there not being enough black representation at the Oscars, either being nominations or winning or anything like this. So like, I it's just, well, I, just think it's unf I think it's unfortunate. And um, 
So I actually went on telly to talk about, because uh, people were like, oh, the woke audience, da, 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 clapping and st- giving him a standing ovation after all this. I was, and I said, like, at the end of the day, like, everybody was probably a bit shell-shocked and they just wanted the whole thing to carry on as normal, pretend it wasn't happening, and then show must go on and then we'll deal with it later. And it is being dealt with now. Well, yeah, they are actors, aren't they? I mean, if they can't pretend to clap and be civil. I mean, I think, to be fair, many of them in the audience probably didn't know if it was staged themselves. I think it was very obvious to us when we watched it back that it was real but to them I don't know how big a screen it's on or anything it probably maybe looked more like it was mm. a joke um, but... until he was swearing surely until he was shouting well I think he must be fucking crazy he must have like an insane ego to think that he can behave like that um, and I well he knows he can't he knows he can't get away with it he's already he's he's apologised he's resigned from the academy but I think I think that was the... But the problem with resigning from the Academy already is I think that that would have been their punishment and then they would have, they would have like, chucked him out of the Academy. But then now he's already done that, that means that I think that might mean that they have to do something else. Do you know what I mean? In order to show that he's being punished. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of, like, the mob culture and cancelling. I don't think Will Smith should never work again or lose his career. No, um, of course And I think not. he's the way he's apologised has sounded very sincere and mm. I do think he regrets it and he says he's going to work on it. And so what more can you ask of him? I think the, mm. the more shocking part is not the Will Smith part because obviously he feels bad and he's apologised. It's more that it split the world so much in terms of opinions, in terms of a lot of people think that he was completely fine to do that. Mm. And that's just weird. I, I I think that's what's worried people. It's like, I hope we don't get to a point where people think that violence is excusable in certain situations, especially in relation no, of course to, not. to comedy. Like we make jokes mm. sometimes that are close to the line or over the line on this podcast. Mm. And it's not, and it's just like sometimes in the name of entertainment, people have to be allowed to explore those boundaries without... Yeah thinking it's okay to attack people over it physically. I mean, it's one thing trolling people, which we've learned to accept as normal, even though that shouldn't be normal either. But Don't forget death threats. <laughs> yeah, and death threats that we've normalised. Let's not normalise going up, I didn't like what you said, so I'm going to hit you. And, and I shouldn't even feel any remorse about it. I credit Will Smith for feeling remorse. I credit Chris Rock for handling it very well. Um, yeah. I do actually have some insider tea, whether this is true or not, but I don't think anyone's going to see Oh, that. honey! Well, a very well-placed source, it's actually a celebrity, has told me that um, Chris Rock and Jada have fucked before. So I don't know if that um, has given some... Mm. I mean, I know a lot of people speculated that, but I've been told that apparently... Oh, she is putting it. She is putting it all about town. Keep those dicks out your fucking mouth, Jada. Keep them dicks out your fucking mouth. But she can't. Oh, do you know? Somebody was um, was it um, Michael Che on SNL? I was watching it, and they were doing a um, he was it was a skit about um, scat. Something about having a small dick or something, but it was like, then he said at the end of it, he was like, Keep my motherfucking small dick out of your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me laugh. Oh, Lord. I feel like Jada is a real size queen, and I wonder if Will Smith Mm. surprisingly might have quite a small penis, and that's what a lot of this Uh is about. Mm Oh, maybe. Oh, and she and she and she tasted Rock's cock, and it was rocking. Well, you can imagine Chris Rock might look might have quite a big cock, so maybe that's what the source of all this is. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen his eyebrows. (laughs) Bitch. Okay, so I think we've covered that enough. We will now keep that story out of our fucking mouth. Um, yeah, but so drag race. Should we rate this episode? 
Yes, let's rate it. Um, I'm going to give it another eight. Okay. I am actually going to give it a ten. What? Yeah, oh, maybe a nine. Well, I just, you know, I love the roast. I actually think this was a really good roast. And so I could come up, I could come up to nine. Okay, let's, if you come down let's, to nine, let's meet on a nine. Uh, because let's meet on a nine. I thought I loved this roast. Even the ones who did bad, like everyone had a funny moment at least, and it was just an exciting episode. And then we had the three way yeah. lip sync, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, people mm-hmm. went home and. In the context of this season, I think this is a very good episode. Yeah, it was. I mean, we'd been hankering for a lot of people to go home and the right people went home. And, um, you know, it, it, it basically it took a a challenge like this to show that they needed to go home. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was the perfect challenge. And like somebody, as they said, I think the judges said, like at some point, you need to be across everything to be a winner. You have to do, be able to do everything, but quadruple threat, whatever. And most of them were other than the ones that, you know, that failed quite badly. Well, yeah, especially George's, because it just felt like throughout this episode, I felt like it was unfair to her that she was even still here. Because I feel like she's done the things she's good at. She's shown what she needed to show. And I think it's unfair the show has dragged her along and had to be part of more stuff that she can't do. <laughs> and I like Next her. week, next next week, you <laughs> we're going to a theme park. And if you're not a certain height, you can't go on the ride. Oh, Sorry, gosh. Georgia. I'd be lip syncing against Georgia's then, wouldn't I? <laughs> and going home. Um... So last week, everyone said Bosco's name to go home and she's fine with it. She handles it very maturely, taking the Chris Rock high road. And she even takes responsibility for the row with Camden mm. when no one hit each other. So that's sorry, yeah, I will so, stop referencing it. There is that. Um, so, yeah, Bosco, she had been starting to annoy me the past few episodes, but actually she's won me over again this episode. Uh, she hasn't won me over, but she's won me back to... Like, I was actively disliking her last episode, and I now don't dislike her again, but I still, I still, she's not, she's not in my top three. Oh, yeah, she's not one of my, she's never been one of my favourites, but um, I was going... Oh, she was for a while, but not now. Yeah, and, and she didn't wear a corset this week, so it was a good, good week for her. Um, Daya talks about um, edging, so I wanted to ask Gross. Sam, have you ever, <laughs> well, I think you answered the question then, have you ever edged? <laughs> Um, yes. Have you been on the edge in fact, of glory? And I'm on the edge of glory. Do you know what? I used to think that I could I could have multiple ejaculations from edging, actually. I think when I sort of like taught myself, because I'd never heard about it. But then when I read about it, I was like, oh, I think I've done that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, sometimes it just happens naturally, but you don't do it on purpose. But... I do think that um, some people, mentioning their names, um, have done it. But so, I think if you do it too much, it means that often it takes a while for you to come. So therefore, it's not a great idea to do it all the time. When you say mentioning their names, are you meaning me? That sounds like you're implying me. No, not no. you. Good. Do I know who you're talking you would, about? But also, but also, you would also you would know if it was you, <laughs> and you would know that you, and you'd and you'd also know if you told me. I would know if it was me, but I feel like anyone listening would, because you said mentioning their names, think it was me. It, well, so I just want to clarify, no, it's, defi- it's not me. It's, def- it's definitely... <laughs> I'm not Edge Dyson. Thank you very much. It's definitely Edge Dyson. It's not... Uh, no, it's not you, but it's, you know, it's... It's something like that you don't necessarily want to talk about um, 
their, their personal issues. So it's no, it's no, I'll tell you after the podcast. It's, it's no one that it's no one like super close, but um, I will tell you. But um, yeah, so I so I, I do know all about it. And um, I think it's some isn't that what um, what isn't that the same as like tantric, like what Sting did? Same sort of thing. Yeah, I think tantric is more like um, breathing and kind of getting aroused by not touching yourself, whereas edging is um, oh, is touching you bring yourself, yourself to stop. You bring yourself yeah. to the brink. Yeah, I mean, I've done it before. Like when you think, like, oh, I'm going to have a big wank sesh, and then like, um, so you like, <laughs> so you just watch loads of videos on Pornhub. I'm or something, doing it right and now. Like, you know, <laughs> and then like, um, you know, and after about an hour, you're like, I'm ready to go, and it's very satisfying. So I do get it. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said sometimes it happens naturally. Because sometimes I think you're watching porn. And you've been watching it for a while and you want, and eventually you're like, oh, I want it to be a really good moment when you finish. <laughs> and, then, and then every moment just never feels good enough. So you keep going, oh, I'll just watch one more and see if there's a... And then by the end of it, you've accidentally accidentally edged because you've been so picky about... Whoa. Sorry, this might be too much information. Um, and, then, and then by the end of it, it's a bit like that scene in Scary Movie where there's the... the, the white, I think two things. I think... T- I think two things. A, yes, it's definitely definitely TMI. And B, um, yeah, hit yourself in the eye, can't you, sometimes? But that one! Well, it's a party trick, really. Um, mm. Very painful. Oh, yeah. This is a very long and drawn-out party trick. Very long and drawn-out, like this mini-challenge, which as we get we get Narvina, the president of Anastasia, Anastasia Beverly Hills. And it's just a big advert, though, isn't it, really? It is, and they the queens are asked to paint Rue's face, which did you even for a second think they would actually be painting Rue's face? The Raven got fired? No, once they wheeled out Norvina, who, first of all, I thought was like, must be in her 50s, but, um, and then I thought... Has she been on before? Yeah, she has, yeah. She didn't look like that. But I also thought... Um, I was going to say, I don't recognise her. Yeah, yeah, she, well, she looks completely different because she's got like, different coloured hair, loads of slap on. Also, she gives, she gives me really Russian vibes as well, so I wasn't really enjoying that. <laughs> And she didn't really speak and yet still managed to annoy me. Um, but yeah, it's not Rue's face. Well, it is Rue's face. It's a big paint canvas of Rue's face and Dolly Parton. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about Dolly before on United Queendom, haven't we? Um, is there anything Oh, I love Dolly. My friend My friend looks after her. So he's a PR. He's always over there and um, Steve. looking after her. Yes, Steve. Steve yeah. Guest, yeah. I've met him. Mm. He's lovely. Super lovely. Um and, you know, by all intents and purposes, sounds like she's lovely too. So um, good good on both of them. You couldn't not re- you couldn't be in her circle of trust, could you, if you were a cunt, I don't think. No. Shouldn't she do something last year, like donate millions to, was it COVID? Oh, or vaccination. Yeah. And then said... Yeah. Oh, and she did something else recently, didn't she, when they tried to induct her into the Rock and Roll she Hall of Fame? She turned down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She turned it down because she said she was a country music star and she's very, very... Um, Flattered, but um, she would hope to work a bit more in the rock and roll industry in order to earn the place or something. Yeah, it, was just, it was just very, it was just very lovely. She's doing a collab album with Marilyn Manson, I believe. So maybe next year. <laughs> it's called Wigs, 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 Wigs um, and Rape. But also, <laughs> oh God, Wig Rape. Um, <laughs> have you seen Christmas in the Square? Christmas in the Square. Is that the Netflix film that... <laughs> yes! No, but I watched Trixie and Katya do a recap of it and um, I think I watched their recap and it was actually literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the internet was them making fun of this film. So if you have... Oh, it's it actually is been taken right. down 
off the internet because Trixie makes a joke that was, I think, too rude for Netflix and YouTube, but I swear it's the most I've laughed at anything online. So if Well, you- they took it, so it's not on there anymore. Well, I, the joke is still on a compilation that someone else made because I watched it recently. What was the joke? Well, I mean, you kind of have to see the whole setup, and then Trixie does a South American accent and goes, like, oh, how, how, it smells like cum. But out of context, that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But honestly, if you no. watch this and see the reaction, it's not just me. Anyone who's watched this video says it's the funniest thing ever. Trixie and Katya, we like to watch the Dolly Parton film, You Will Get Your Life Trust. Oh, um, The, um... Yeah, I mean, the film itself does lend itself to mockery. I mean, it's ridiculous and so funny. And, like, um, funny because it's just shit, uh, which, I, which I did really enjoy. Like like, she's show, like some sort of... She's like, yeah, exactly. She's some sort of fairy godmother and she floats about and stuff and it's ridiculous, but it's, um, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, if you're stoned off your box or on some sort of mushrooms or just smashed on eggnog, then it's great. If you trip in nine to five, you'll absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. Although, do you know what? I tried to buy eggnog last year for Christmas and I couldn't find it anywhere. No, same. I always wanted it. Because whenever I see anything on American TV, like, all yeah, through Yeah, we never have it. But usually when, like, it was like this with corn dogs. And then when I went to New York, I was so excited to have one. It tasted like oh, yeah, straight you told up me this. shit. So it's like, if it hasn't made its way over here, it probably isn't that nice. Well, I don't know. I was watching this um, interview with somebody the other day and she was talking about working with Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, it was the woman who plays a young Guinan in um, Star Trek Picard. And she was saying how she has she had British friends and they told her about Marmite and she tried it and she was like, and it was disgusting. But she said she bought a jar for Patrick Stewart and he was very appreciative. So that's something that that's, ne- like, that's never taken off in America. They've never... They've never thought about that. Or Twiglets. Well, Patrick Stewart should stay in America because he was very rude to me once. I believe I've told you that story. (laughs) Tell me again, please. (laughs) Because we're both from Huddersfield and I was working at the Daily Star at the time and I went to interview him and I said, oh, by the way, Patrick, I'm from Huddersfield too. And he said, we're in Huddersfield. And I said, Armandbury. And he went, and you work for the Daily Star? And I said, yeah. And he went, someone from Armandbury deserves better than the Daily Star. And I was like, well, that's shady because actually where I grew up is really rough. So really, it's a perfect match. And also, that's not that rude. He was, he was, he was actually being nice about you. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's hitting on me, actually, looking back. No, he was saying that you, des- you deserve better than to work for the, for the star. So he's just saying like, he's saying, like, get a better job because you're worth more. It's like what you'd say to a prostitute or something. Well, I just made fun of his bald head, glassed him and left. So that was the end of it. Um, but th- that is not as violent as an attack as what George's Deja and Angeria do on this canvas about RuPaul. I mean, <laughs> they must have taken inspiration from the Project Runway RuPaul mug because it is, it is busted to say the least. Um, but I, 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 this is my funniest quote of the um, of the show actually. Um, this this episode, she goes, Ah, oh, you've got at least you got my wooden teeth right. That was funny. Also, that was funny. Bosco saying it looks like if a hot dog had a bum. That was quite funny as well. So. <laughs> yes. Um, and two of the girls who did this painting of Rue went home, so I don't think that was a coincidence. Um, so the girls who did Dolly win. Uh, so it's quite a fun challenge. And they find out they're doing the roast, which is my favourite of all, apart from maybe Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. So either the roast or Snatch Game, my favourite challenges. And it's the roast... We've been so let down by Snatch Game recently, though. I mean, like, oh, like season three UK, uh, this season, um, um, what was the last one? I think UK versus the world was the, was the last one that's actually quite good, but the rest of them have been shit. 
Yeah, and the thing is with a roast, when you sometimes when the roast when someone bombs, it's really still funny. Whereas Snatch Game, often I think when people bomb, it's really just quite uncomfortable to watch. Mm, yeah, painful. Whereas, I mean, I, I mean, for us, the roast, you know, I only ever think of Utica. <laughs> well, I mean, that will go down in history as one of the most uncomfortable things that I think any of us has ever participated in, not even just on I television. Had sto- I had to stop it. I had to stop it and then, and then gird my loins and come back to it a bit later. It's just that painful. I rewatched it the other day. She does have a couple of funny jokes in there, but I mean, it was just so... Um, I mean, you couldn't have actually written it to go worse, I think, even if you tried. <laughs> no, you're right. Unless she was, like, saying, like, racist stuff. <laughs> Which, like... <laughs> I'm sure she that would be worse. given she was scared to wear an afro in Snatch Game. But, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, they wore teddies and everyone was like, that's his real hair, you she freak. wore squirrels. Uh, yeah, so we have the Roast Matthews and we Bosco, Dyer, Willow and Camden get to a sign. And they were really nice about the lineup, which I don't know why, but Bosco takes the hit on going first. Because they have been together for so long, it's literally like some sort of, I don't know, like a war. You know, when um, you have that wartime sensibility. You know, I don't know if you've ever worked somewhere where um, the you get a massive, like, you become like this team when the management or people up top are horrible and they're horrible to all of you. So you spend the whole time, like, bitching about each other, bitching about them and, like, coming together. Do you know what I mean? So I've heard that. And it's... um. And it sort of reminds me a bit of that because this has been this has been like arduous this season. It's gone on for so long, and like, and they spent so much time with each other that I think they're sort of like bonded for life. And they do actually. I watched um, Untucked, and they do sort of say that like Deja has a bit of a meltdown, but um, she says how they they are all bonded for life, and I truly believe they are. Like especially this group specifically. So I think um, I don't think anyone's out to fucking fuck someone over, you know. Oh, I totally get that, and I wouldn't expect them to throw each other under the bus. But in this case, it's like. Bosco and um, Camden not only didn't throw someone else under the bus, they threw themselves under the bus to help other people. I mean, if if they'd come across as... If Camden had been like, I'm just so confident I'm going to do well, it doesn't matter where I am, then I think that's fierce. But she was genuinely mm. nervous to go last, but was more nervous yeah. about Deja's reaction to being asked to be last. Mm. And I just thought, oh, in a competition, you do have to put yourself first. But, I mean... It worked out well for them. All of them who took the hit did well, and those who were spared still bombed anyway. So it doesn't. Yeah, really exactly. Matter. Well, it was. But it's like um, I don't know whether it was. Oh yeah, it was Lady Camden. It was like you know, at the end of the day, if you're shit, you're shit. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, true. And did you notice how sneaky Willow was? With um, she, she wanted to go after dare. Georges, but kind of didn't want to fully admit that there was oh, yeah, a that strategy was quite funny. to it. <laughs> I love. And she was so, she's so cute. The way she, when she's shady, she knows she's being shady. She's like, oh, oh, I mean, I don't want to, oh, but I, oh, but I can't, but I, oh, <laughs> like really pontificates. But we know what you mean. We've clocked you, bitch. We know you're a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky little pill. Um, <laughs> so George, jagged little pill, actually. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Um, so everyone's happy with their placement. And um, I love that Deja's doing the kind of Alyssa Edwards thing of making herself laugh with her jokes written down that aren't funny. Oh, this was so... I don't know what was going on with her this this episode because she does it again, again when she's on stage later. But it's... Where she's... <laughs> That's so embarrassing. No one's laughing. But one of the funniest moments of the show for me was when Angeria said in The Talking Head... It's not that it's not funny. I'm just not laughing. And then she's like, oh, wait. Yeah, that means it's not funny. <laughs> so <laughs> Daisha's lack of comedy led to a lot of comedy this episode, but just not from her. Oh, yeah. Um, but they get coached by the 
uh, comedy coaches Michelle Visage and Dul- Dulce Sloan. Dulce Sloan. Have you heard of her before? Yeah, I think she works for The Daily Show, I think. Uh, she's a writer for The Daily Show. Um, is that the one with Stephen Colbert? I'm not really sh- I'm not sure, actually. Oh, I hate him. But, um, yeah, I don't like him either, actually. And, and the fact that his name's Colbert gets my tits. But um, if you're hiring Stephen, I'd love to come and work for you. Um, just kidding, Stephen. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, so I think, er, yeah, she's obviously, she's obviously got comedy chops, but, I mean, this was... They didn't seem to like any of them, did they? No, she seemed... Uh, usually they're a bit more, like, warm towards them because it's not their comfort zone, but mm. she seemed like she um, could actually attack them at some points. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Michelle, some of Michelle's advice. To Bosco, she said, try to be funnier. I'm like, okay, well, that's a bit that's of a That's really helpful. Uh, I did think Dulce, Dulce gave some good advice to her, though, which was the economy of words. Mm. which I learnt that when I was doing the roast battles and starting off out in comedy writing, which is... I oh, really? I had a tendency to make my jokes too long. And I think it's like you're so focused on the punchline that you forget that the build-up is actually quite important as well. And, like, the the less words you can use to get to it, the better the impact will be. And sometimes I'd have, like, yeah, five-minute monologues before I got to... You mean, you mean like, you mean like, you mean like, knock-knock? That's nice and short. <laughs> Sorry, you just um, made me choke on my own eleganza. Eleganza! Um, <laughs> so Deja comes out and she tries this Bigfoot joke, which we hear one too many times this episode. I love that she said it. They said no. And then five minutes later, they said, what's your best joke? And she goes, was the Bigfoot one, Bigfoot one funny? They go, no. And then later on stage, she tells that Bigfoot one again. It's like... She really believed she, in that big she foot really, joke. She really fucked herself over this this episode because they told her a lot. They told her quite a few of the jokes that she shouldn't do them and just did them anyway. And so, but what I don't understand why she would do that because she's going to be judged by them later on. And so why would you do that? She has presumably written one of the, well, I think the funniest jokes that's ever been on Drag Race, which was when they did that challenge about 500 years ago at the beginning of the season, which is when she did the thing of, um, I was, I forget what it was, something about being a baby. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, born yeah. I was born at a very young age. I couldn't even, and all yeah, that. That's and, that was, and that was in the workroom. Well, that was, yeah. And so she can, and she's been funny. She was funny on the panel for... Um, well, she's funny in VTs as well sometimes. And she's, when she was like... No offence. All that shit, that was yeah, funny. Yeah, in Snatch Game, clapbacks. It's like, she could have come up with something better than this. It felt. I wonder if she kind of tapped out and just didn't want to be there mm, anymore. Like Georgia's. Yeah. Um, so I thought Michelle gave some bad advice to Camden. So she told her how to do a joke differently. And she said, you should do it so gay, even your farts have a lisp. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that joke has already been on Drag Race, basically. Bianca kind of made that joke in season six, Reading Challenge. So, and also I find it quite offensive. So, why? Because you have a lispy ass. Yeah, but like not all gay people have a lisp. Yeah, what is that? I don't even really get. That's that. Hi, babes. That's 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 how I talk. That's like that's supposed to be a gay lisp because it's like hi, babes. Oh, so like, but a lisp is something you can't control, but a gay lisp is just when. Yeah, I thought like hello. I can't speak about that. It, that's just a list, but Gaylist was like, "Hi, what are you talking about, babe? Talking that? Oh, do I have a gay list? That bit. He sort itself, sort itself out. 
I don't really get it, but I find it offensive because clearly I do do that sometimes. <laughs> well, I do think you do need to sort yourself out, actually. Um, <laughs> so what I found offensive... Oh, my God, I can't believe they kept this in the episode. But when George just told the story about Ross... Is, was this a real story about him twerking in the club and then... Yes, obviously. Like and it's, all, and it's, it's all st- <laughs> Does that mean he shat himself? Well, no, I, I assume it meant his ass wasn't clean. He twerked so much that it got sweaty and then the sweaty aroma made the aro- like everything smell of shit uh, I mean that's pretty embarrassing if it's true but I mean I don't, he said he, but he also said he was like quite fucked up as well so I'm surprised it did say it you're right this is a joke that's justified to go and hit someone for but like yeah Ross, Ross is one of the judges on the show and he didn't even make it to the final edit so it's like he'll be watching this like surely gutted about that story that's really embarrassing like lisping all the way to the to the complaints, <laughs> lisping lisping all the way to HR with this one. But I did find out a new term because Georgia says, "Why does it smell like forty five ounces of bounce that ass?" And I'd ne- never heard of that. But on I've Reddit, never heard of that. Reddit afterwards, I found out that's like was an internet meme that went viral. So once again, it's like know your audience. RuPaul and Michelle Visage are not going to get it. I don't get it. No. Um, but, yeah. Make a, make a joke. Make Quote the Golden Girls or maybe something from the Cosby show and you'll be all right. Say something like, Bouncer, I didn't even know her. And they will all just start having cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, George just did make me laugh with the lost all that weight and the baby. Because, I mean, immediately... Oh, just a joke about a dead baby, which we, we always do find quite funny. But, um, yeah, and then they were like, they were like, we don't think it's... A... I mean, why didn't they realise what she was saying? It was fairly obvious to me what George just meant by that. She wasn't talking about that Ross having a miscarriage. It was obvious <laughs> what she meant, but it was also clearly it was the first thing you thought about was a miscarriage. So if that that tweak was, uh, I was good. getting I was getting I was I was getting apprentice vibes. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I was shocked by it the. Looks, it looks it looks like you want to try and kill your baby. <laughs> <laughs> that um, interview section of the Apprentice was brutal. Did we already talk oh, about it that? Was brutal. No, I don't. Not sure that we I, they did. were actually crying in the middle of the interview, weren't they? It was awful. Oh no, we did talk about it because one of them cried in the interview. I think it was Brittany cried in the interview and then came out and said that and said that she was that she she oh I, I cried in the lift and it was like, bitch, we saw you cry in the interview. Oh, did we talk about that on the podcast or in real life? I can't remember. No, me. Either. What is real life and what is a podcast? I don't know. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> um, so in the workroom, like we said, Georgia seems to be giving up. And I can't blame her, really, because this season's been so long. And if you're not doing well in it, and she's lip so many times, it must be like, oh, just let me go, let me go. Um, I did like the fact Deja said they should all laugh at each other in the roast no matter what. And I always wondered that before. Like, that is a... They should make a little pact, just so it's not ever mm. complete silence. Mm. But They probably tell them not to. I think they... They can, they, always, du- they can always dub out the noise anyway. Well, Deja went second to last and no one laughed at her. So she's like, I've been laughing at all yours all the way through. <laughs> she's like, oh, echo, echo. Oh, got you, got you. That's hilarious. Anyway, everyone, Bigfoot. Crickets. <laughs> well, speaking of Bigfoot, on the runway, RuPaul comes out look in a golden goddess look. And for me, it's the hit of the season. She she has looked so amazing these last few weeks. These oh. last two or three weeks, she's looked amazing. She stepped her pussy up for sure. I mean, something oh. was going a bit wrong in this season early on, but she's clearly saving. She knows that we would have forgotten all the early stuff because it's so long ago. And now 
Mm. It was 1995 when the series started. I believe it was. Yes, I believe it was. (laughs) So, Ross Matthews Rose, what did you think of it as a whole? Um, Well, I think as a whole, it was quite smelly and sweaty. Like (laughs) Ross. (laughs) Because he was 45 ounces of bounce that arse. (laughs) Bounce that bummer brown. Yeah, I (laughs) do. He had a bag of brown, but it wasn't the right sort of brown, just a big brown ass. Fucking stank. I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was really good, actually. I mean, I just, I think I've become obsessed by Willow Pill that I just think that everything she does is amazing. So um, I find it um, difficult to judge her properly now. Um, so I did think it was, I did, it was, the thing is with the roast, it's more about the people who are terrible, isn't it? So um, I do. Agree that um, Bosco was really good, but I think as a whole, yeah, it was funny. I mean, not 10 out of 10 episode funny uh, because they had the boring shit with Norvina. That's a dig at me. Yeah, sorry, babe. It's because the boring shit with Norvina at the beginning. I mean, that you, you got to lop off a point for that. It was pointless. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was, it was really entertaining because some of them were really funny. Well, yeah, I thought there were good jokes across the board and bad jokes. For me, um, Willow had the best joke of the night, which was, it had a long build-up, but the Camden looks like the child of a brother and sister. I thought was the, <laughs> yeah, that was, funny. was the funniest <laughs> show. I didn't think her set was the best. Um, I watched the episode twice. The first watch, I did think Bosco was going to win and thought it was deserved. Second watch, I felt like maybe Camden was, a, the, the, there wasn't oh. a lot in it between them. Um, I did between Camden Willow and Bosco. There was all quite close, actually. Well, I did think Willow was definitely third, um, apart from having my favourite joke. But then even George's had some good jokes. Uh, let's go through them all anyway. And I, and I quite liked George's delivery as well. It was quite funny. Yeah, it was funny, and they made out like she bombed way worse than she actually did, but I think maybe they edited out some of her worst bits because, as always, I haven't watched Untucked, mm. but apparently they included some more clips from her roast and it looked even worse. Um, yeah, I did. Watch, I watched Untucked, and um, it wasn't. It didn't really change my views on, on her, on any of it, really, other than the fact that Deja cried loads and said, said that she felt like... She felt like she'd um, let everybody down. I mean, somebody always has to say that, don't they? She did let everyone down. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have to wonder, it's what happened. Um, So, (laughs) But I thought Bosco looked the best as well in the roast. She was like a punky Lisa Simpson. Uh, The hunter-gatherer joke versus Rue thing was really funny. I really liked the Ross is not a top, he's a blouse. Because you know I say blouse a lot. That's one of my personal jokes, which probably has been killed now because of Bosco. And she stole your joke as well. When are you going to send her an invoice? What I want to know. Well, yeah, I probably will, actually, because, you know, I'm not shy about when it comes to invoices. (laughs) (laughs) Whether whether they agree to them or not. Whether they're justified or not, I send them. You never know. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Bosco was solid. She's a good writer. She delivers well. Georges... I would have expected way worse than this. I thought it was really annoying that Michelle clapped back at her about saying she hadn't had surgery when Michelle has had surgery. So it's like, why throw her off when she's already nervous? Oh, so she, what? So she lied then? Well, because yeah, everyone knows Michelle's had, obviously, the boob job. I don't, does she not count that as plastic surgery? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe she means, like, face or something. Yeah. I don't know. She's, obviously, she's obviously had a bit of boats. Come on. But then someone else made a joke in the rehearsal about her... Um, who's your doctor so I know who to avoid. And she laughed. So it's like, why? It felt like she mm. was... Because Rue was overcompensating for Georges by laughing too much when it wasn't that funny. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like Michelle was kind of trying to shoot her down. Um, I did think Georges saying, 
um, the gremlin of the season, Willow Pill, was like almost too far, really. Because was like, <laughs> yeah, like um, she can't help her gnarly fingers and her funny face, you know, fucking bitch. Well, yeah, it was actually a joke about a disability, wasn't it? But I guess maybe she'd checked with her before, or I don't know. So, Willow Pill's set, apart from the great incest joke, were there any other highlights for you? Um, yeah, I just, I just really liked her confidence. Um, she was just cute and funny and, um, nothing specifically, but the whole thing was like, like, if you'd have seen that at a comedy club, you'd be pleased. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, that was shit, would you? Um, nothing really bombed. It was, um, it was great. I thought it was quite middle of the road. I actually preferred Angeria's overall because I thought she had a great delivery. At first I thought the judges like really made out her jokes weren't good, but her delivery was. But she actually did have a few good jokes. She had the glory hole one saying men would rather stare at a blank wall than Michelle's face. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, was, oh, that was really funny, yeah. The Lizzo joke about Dulce saying, how are you feeling okay as hell? The Ross bombing yep. weekly. I thought, yeah, Angeria, I can see why she wasn't in the top top but i thought she was very good but she it's been a while since she's really been a contender for a win so i'm wondering if her chances of winning the season now maybe uh have drifted away she peaked too early yeah i think so i mean she's so i just think she's i think she's such a lovely person same with what i think about willow she is i love Anteria, but she's faded into the background and and willow's had a long time without a win as well i still think willow can pull it back she's Often. Willow's been at the top though. She has been yeah. at the top, like nearly won a few good few times. And she said, I think it was in um Antarctica that she's been in the top six times. Yeah. And she could have had more wins if they'd gone her way. So, um yeah. What Daya, what did you think of her set? Diabolical. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it was it wasn't very good. I agreed with the judges that to start off by saying you're terrified and you haven't done this before is not. Good. I know it's like it's like when it's like when Deja says, "Come on, help me! I'm bombing." That's what the, <laughs> that's like what Utica said, wasn't it? Oh, I can't stand that. Don't say you're bombing if you're bombing. It's so embarrassing. I don't know. Sometimes if you're bombing so bad, it can help. Like Jada Essence Hall did it once, and it got her only laugh of the set. But I mean, it depends how you do it. In this case, yeah, mm. I didn't like it. Um, she did have some good judges, though. Uh, good judges, some good jokes. Some good judges. <laughs> she had she had the prep joke, but they'd already kind of ruined it by showing it in the rehearsal. Yeah. And then I liked the joke where she said Ross was one of her top four favourite judges, but counted four before. That was quite a good, well-delivered joke. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was definitely the third worst so the fact they had a bottom three I guess her placement was justified oh they were all they were all correct yeah oh no she wasn't as bad as Deja or Georgia's but then she wasn't as good as Angeria or Willow oh god no um I mean Deja for me was by far the worst um she was the only one oh, I would call a full-blown bomb <laughs> I mean the fact that oh, one of the yeah. things that annoyed me the most is she said Ross your voice is so high-pitched only dogs can hear it and then she woofed and it just felt that like so such a, that's such an old joke as well. No, but the, it felt like the punchline of that was hanging in the air, which was just she could have said, "Is that true, Michelle?" and like turned it into a joke against Michelle, and that would have made it funny. Mm. But she just kind of almost mm. told half a joke. I wonder if she had that and forgot the punchline or something because it felt like so... maybe. I mean, but the thing is, I think is I think because of you though, because you write jokes and because you've done stand up and you've done roasts, I think this specifically speaks to you this challenge. So therefore, when somebody does badly, you're thinking constantly what they could do to improve it. But it's um, 
Well, I, I mean, have you ever bombed yourself? Yeah, I have. But I mean, I get that. Oh, what was it like? Well, I mean, it was part of a. I haven't really done that much stand up. I did once did a roast where you kind of take it in turns to roast each other. So it's you and an opponent. And there was one of my sections, which was quite long. Like I said, I was making it too long. was about how big the guy's nose was and every joke and it did not work. But then in the next, my oh. next joke was the joke of the night. So I did end up winning. Oh, right. But oh. yeah, it's, oh, okay. I actually think if, if you're serious about comedy, bomb, bombing is quite useful. Because when you stand on stage, you tell a joke and no one laughs. Mm. It's easy to think that that's the worst thing that could happen. And it's like a nightmare scenario. But when you're actually in that situation, it's really not that as bad as you thought it's like oh well i mean whatever i'll tell another joke and, <laughs> yeah, and if that yeah. one goes well it's like it never <laughs> happened it's like oh well i mean it really is not that personal it's just just a joke so, so yeah but i get that if you're not and no one slapped you in the face <laughs> well i didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> i would slap so hard <laughs> but i mean oh. i do get that i get that it's hard for people to write jokes if it's not their thing the reason i picked on this one is just because this was felt like a very well set up joke and it just felt like she mm. just didn't finish it so it felt very weird yeah um and then at the end she did the introduction joke needs no introduction and walked off which was her only joke that worked but that yeah. that one is Everyone on Reddit said that is quite an old joke that they've seen before. Is it an old joke? Have you, have you seen it before? I haven't seen it. I mean, I feel like it's one of those jokes if you'd seen it before. It's, it seems like such an obvious joke. I would have guessed someone would have done it. but yeah, I, it must have been, Yeah, it must have been a sta- it's like a standard sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's fine. Um, Camden, on, like I said, on second viewing, I wonder if hers was the best. I think she had the best joke jokes. Um, mm. What did you think of her set? I just thought, I did think it was really funny, but then it was weird, like to go for the echoing bumhole thing, and then just um, when they told when they told her not to do it, she did it, she did it not once, not twice, but thrice. It was just a bit stupid of her. But the thing is, she she looks quite funny. She speaks, you know, quite funny. She's um, she's quite a funny person. She's a, she's she really is an all rounder. I mean, I wouldn't not be surprised if she won the whole thing, um, and. You know, and this was just like even with her own material, that some of it was a bit shitty. It was still quite funny. Yeah, I agree. I think she will win now. I think she's just done so well, and she has everything that it takes. Um, the echo joke, she did change it a little bit. I'll give her that. She didn't repeat the joke exactly as it was. It still needed another. Um, oh hell yeah! Kind of a few tweaks because there was a funny joke in there. It just, I think the repetition of bitch wasn't helping it. I think, mm. and I think it just needed to be one joke. Maybe just if she'd just done the it's Britney bitch one as the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that one was a, a shame to end on that and for it to be so long, but all the jokes before it, I mean, the knock, knock joke was really funny. I mean, yeah, even you saying knock knock makes me gag and choke. So, <laughs> and then the Michelle one, and, Mich- I lo- and I do love to make you gag and choke. <laughs> Let's not With talk about penis. our personal lives, though. Oh wait, I said. Oh no, I said. Oh, I said about the small penis in the. You um... keep your small penis out my fucking mouth, okay? Yeah, that was it. That was. Can I just say that was an SNL joke? I don't have a small penis, FYI, everybody. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Um, so, which... <laughs> don't cut out my small penis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's circumcise it. I liked Camden's joke that Michelle translates to beautiful, Visage translates to just kidding. That was a good one. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I like that. And she too. had a good one in the rehearsal that they didn't include, which was the people think that you are. People, not many people know that you're a good dancer because you are not. She has a really good turn of uh, phrase like that, which is how most roast jokes mm. work, just to like 
quickly. Yeah, exactly. If you present them funny, I mean, like it's almost, it was almost a metamorphosis moment when um, they had loads of good stuff in their rehearsals that they never used in the main thing. <laughs> oh, I know. I bet Maddie would be good at this challenge as well. God bless her heart. R.A.P. Oh yeah, big time. So the category is too too much, which seems to lean a little bit in Camden's favour, but we'll gloss over that. What did you think of Bosco <laughs> and her saw ballerina? Hit. This was brilliant. This was proper Dragula style. It was bloody. It was cool. Um, and you know when she had fucking two circular saw blades as a tutu. And there was two of them. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I love the concept. It was great attention to detail. She even had some on her feet and on her head. Yeah. And I loved the makeup. I did think if we're going to be picky, the, the saws around the waist were a little bit crafty, but... Because it's reg- yeah, they did. They did like. I mean, they did look like they were made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you have to remember this is regular season drag race on All Stars. I think that's more reason to judge. But on this, it's like, well, she probably made it herself, and to me, that's actually even more impressive. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, I mean, you can get like hard, like quite thin metal or metallic material that would look like a blade that would look better than that. But maybe I you mean, can't pack you know. it because if she had to fly to come, maybe it's like a considered a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Well, it, no, I mean it. It might be hard to get on a plane. We are in a post 9 11 world. Um, so, Georgia, she comes out in a blue tutu and a biker girl jacket and hat. Mm. And straight I'm this shit, away, sorry. I saw Madonna. Um, so I'm glad. No, I saw more like West Side Story. To be honest, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't into this at all. Sorry, I know Madge. I know Madge. I know Michelle said Madonna, but I wasn't. I do understand it. It's because the fucking wig looked like a like like the wig she wore in the video for Rain, or in um, I'll remember. So I get it. No, but... I think it's that time period, but I think there's an album or single cover that Madonna did where she's smoking in that hat. And I think that's like, mm. maybe it's not a knowing reference, but it did really read Madonna. I think it might be the Justify mm. Your Love, or Justify My Love um, art single cover. Well, I'm, still giving, I'm still giving it a shit, sorry. I'm giving it a hit because anything Madonna related, obviously I have to love. Um, but I give this a genuine Incl- including hit. Her, including her latest posts? <laughs> maybe not those. That's pushing it. Um, I have to give Willow an authentic big hit because she, um, I don't even know how to describe this. There were so many This was my hit of the week. It was unbelievable. So, like, facial prosthetics, massive lips, that whole, like, oh, it was just insanity. It was amazing. And they loved it, didn't they, the judges? Yeah. And RuPaul said it was, and RuPaul said it was his, his look of the week as well. You could tell RuPaul was when RuPaul's genuinely blown away. Mm. Um, I definitely got the Amanda Lepore reference, Cruella. It was just a real showstopper. And oh, it was, yeah. it gave me real winner energy. I did want to give it my hit of the week, but I loved something else so much that I had to... I was very torn, as if I sat on Bosco's head. Um, so, or, or you were Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and Jiria, she... Okay, there are a few this week that... And I don't blame the show this time, because I know we've been saying they haven't categorised it clearly. Mm. But I don't think this is the case this time. I think a few of them just didn't get the category right. This was more tool than tutu, I think. Well, I mean, I get like a tutu is... you. We know what a tutu is. It's a ballerina's dress, skirt, thing that sticks out. So she had that around the middle, but she just had a load more of them as well, up and down. So, I mean, it sort of is right. 
Well, no, it's like, like the two. The tool is more flowy. It's like if the category was jeans and then you wore a denim dress. It's like, well, no, because it's still just because you've taken some. This was no. This was what Andrea was doing. Was kind of what um, Willow did with that pants dress. Yes. Well, no. Yes. Because what was the category that week? Hearts. Because there were hearts on that. Oh, well, maybe yeah. I can't remember. There have been a few times, I don't know, I, I mean, Angeria looked good. I did like the dress. I love the colour on her. I thought the wig needed to be a different colour and up out because it was like two all blending together. She always looks good, but I'm going to mm-hmm. have to give it a shit because I'm going to have to get picky at this point. What? Yeah, because I just don't think she fit the category and I thought she was one of the weakest of the week. Well, I mean, not well, one like, of the... Well, I just don't know what to say to that. <laughs> And she did look good. Okay. Fuck you. Okay, I'll give it. Fuck you is all I'll I'm going to say. It. She was good on the. She was good in the rose, and this this was a fine look. So the rose has nothing to do with it. We're just shit or hit based on the look. Stop. Oh well, I'm still. Well, I'm saying bit of a hit then. It's not shit. I'll give her a bit of a hit. She did look good, but I just think she took the piss a bit with the category. That's all. Took to the took the piss took the piss for a bit of a hit. I, yeah, I'm not taking back my shit for Dyer though, because I just didn't like this to be honest. Oh no, it was recycled materials, but I don't think it. I couldn't really tell what any of the materials were, so I wasn't impressed by that. The thing on her head kept bobbing around. It was really weird, annoying. She looked, like, massive. I just didn't get it, and yeah. I didn't like it. And, I, and, and, like, and, and I get it. She talked about how she's six foot four, seven foot two or something, and it was just like, whoa. Well, don't be, because you look like if a five-year-old <laughs> drew Bigfoot, and that is a great joke. Um, it's even better the more you hear it. Um, speaking of the creator of that hilarious joke... Deja Sky. Okay, this is controversial, but I actually did like this. <laughs> no! Shit of the week! This is like the fucking shoulders one. Like, she got that. She got that memo. And fucking um, Georgia did not get the memo because they were with princess sleeves, not uh, shoulder pads. This was the same. This was just like, a, just like a, a dress with tulle on it, like you said. It was nothing to do with the tutu. There was no tutu there. Well, I agree that she got as much tutu as Angeria did. But I just thought I really loved her hair. I thought these colors. Oh, the hair and the makeup was a lovely, and the cut, the color combinations were lovely. But it's, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not, it's not what they asked for. Sorry. Yeah, but you just gave Anjuri a bit of a hit because that was like eight tutus. She had the tutu, but she just put loads more tutus on it up and down. Well, I mean, there was no tutus here. A tutu has to come into the waist, cinched into the waist, and then out in like with netting, and that's what Anjuria had. But she just had it going up and down the dress. There wasn't any of that in Deja's. Okay, I'll give it a shit, but only because... I made you. <laughs> that, that is true about it not being a tutu. And also, I did agree with the judges. It was very ill-fitting. And every single one of her clothes has been ill-fitting almost. And it's quite annoying because <laughs> she's meant to be a seamstress. And they even said on the panel, I think that Dulce said it, how hard is it to get some clips? And I don't know about this stuff, so I thought maybe it is hard. Mm, I do. I, I do know about it. It's not hard. I've um I've been clipped into things before, actually. So she feel like a photo shoot or something. We don't want to hear about your sex swing, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was clipped in and left swinging for days. You walked into that one. Um, well, actually, you clambered into it. No, like you do it like um, I've been on photo... You must have been on photo shoots before where they clip um outfits onto the model or whatever. They use like bulldog clips to pull it in. I haven't done as much modeling as people often assume, actually. So, (laughs) (laughs) dwarfs weekly closed down years ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) the mole times, (laughs) (laughs) the daily mole, and the mole on Sunday. (laughs) Fucking cunt.
It's not the roast of Ed Dyson. It's Jesus. Oh, I would love that. Uh, well, you do it every week, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Camden obviously <sighs> got my hit of the week, 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 week. Because this was to me. I think on it was beautiful. On first glance, I would say Willow was the hit of the week. But the more you look at Camden's outfit, the more it kind of you appreciate it. Cause it's just like a work of art, really. I agree, but it is like sort of like a costume you would get on stage in the West End for Nutcracker or something. I mean, it's stunning, and I get it, and I do get it, and it is. I guess. I guess. Mm. If you look at the pictures, I guess. I guess. I guess. With the tutus, I guess what you mean. Like it is the epitome of what you would think a glamorous tutu would look like. So I guess. I guess I can give it to you there. Well, yeah, and she. Um, if you look at the pictures on Instagram, like the nails, the rings, the appliques, the mm. stones, like it really so much work must have got into this. I don't even know how she managed to do it all in time, and the effect, the way she mm. presented it, the fact she is a ballerina and could have really been held to a higher standard on this runway, being a ballerina, but still managed to be so elegant and poised. And I just thought it was... It's actually one of my favourite looks of the season. I just thought it was exquisite, really. Mm. It was. It definitely is exquisite. I'll give you that. Thank you. Finally, some positivity towards me. Um, (laughs) So, the worst part of the whole episode, I thought, was when Rue was asking Deja in the um, critiques... If she enjoyed herself, and do you usually tell jokes? And then she tells another joke that she tells from a normal set, and that bombs worse. And then then, laughs herself before she said it. That's like, I mean, I've told stories before where I'm like, where I I sort of like start laughing before I've, like, if I'm telling you a story and I'm like, honestly, you wait till you hear it. But it usually is laugh worthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like I wouldn't, like, because I'm thinking about the joke when I'm, I'm thinking about whatever it is before I tell you, and I'm, I'm already laughing. But she does it for this, and it was shit as well. Oh god! And then she still so pissed herself laughing. She is cringe as guy. She absolutely is. Um, she really is. And then Bosco wins. Uh, so, do you, did you think Bosco or, or did you think Willow should have won? Um, I think Willow should have won. You, I mean, you're just going to say was, that every week. I mean, it's, aren't you? It's just, a, it's just a toss up, really. I mean, I really do think. I mean, I really do think. Um, it was it was a bit of a toss up. I think it was a a close run thing. But I mean, we saw Bosco sort of like do this already on the um, on the Red Temple Talks one. Yeah, we did. So um, so she knows what she's doing, and but then, you know, she really pulled it out of the bag as well with the um, with the. With the with the tutu look, so I you know I do I do agree with it, but I think it could have gone. I really think it could have gone to Willow as well, or even to Camden. Yeah, and it made narrative sense because Bosco kind of got sent home last week, but saved, and now she's had a win. It's quite satisfying. Yeah, she actually has the most wins now with three, and I think Camden, Angeria, mm. and am I missing someone? No, they have two. Willow has Willow's one. only had one, but she said, but she's been in the top the most. Daya has one. And then that's everyone. But I think, I still think Camden is the front runner because she hasn't been in the bottom and she could have won way more than she has because there were so many times she was second. Well, technically she has been in the bottom after Snatch Game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Sorry. Um, Well, everyone's been in the bottom then. It's all right. Um, So we find out that two are going to leave. Thank fuck for that. And the bottom three are Deja, Georges and Daya. Um, so, I mean, you wouldn't think, or I wouldn't have thought that Dio would survive this up against Deja and Georges. 
Oh no, I was rooting for Diabetty. I mean, Diabetty was Diabetty was quite good when she did her um, her lip sync last time for when the um, at the at the La La Perusa. Well, I didn't think she um, was that good. It was RASBCT, and she did better than Jasmine, but Jasmine really fucked it up. I don't think Di has done a good lip sync yet on the show, but she picked the right time to do one because uh, they picked a song clearly that was very well suited to her. Olivia Rodriguez, "Good for You," "Good for Dia." Um, Good for you, we got a dear by because it was a bit rocky and you can't really pop and lock like Georgia would do with a rock song like that. Do you know what I mean? So it just like it wasn't really going to work for her and and Deja is just pretty out of her wheelhouse all, all completely. So I so I agree with you. It was it was Deja's um, it was Deja's moment and Deja was the one that I wanted to stay in. So yeah, she's the only one who's a proper contender left, I think. But I have to say, I hate the song, and the reason I hate the song is because... I don't like it either. It's so ba- brazenly, shamelessly and disgustingly ripped off Paramore Misery Business. And I know that um, Paramore have been added... To- oh, really? You know, you know Olivia Rodrigo just just won the Grammy for Best New Artist at the Grammys? Well, yesterday. she shouldn't have done because she is just absolutely outrageous in because you know <laughs> i am a big de- i love i love it when you're outraged no, because I, do. I am a big defender of people are influenced by people people pay homage all art is mm. influenced by other people and that's fine and it should, of course and not everything should be dragged into court which keeps happening these days but this is a, one of the most awful examples in recent years they if you listen to Paramore, Misery Business, one of my favourite songs, and this. She sat and studied that song and tried to recreate it for a modern audience, and she did a good job of it. It's nowhere near as good as a song as Misery Business, but it was a much bigger hit. People have Has it been said? Yeah, they've gone to court, and Paramore now get 50% of all good for yous. Because it's so... They st- wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up now. Let's give her brother room. Yeah. They went to court, and now she's... Wait. So that song is fifty percent misery, and rightly so. It's this like the the DNA of the song is the same. It's it's too much to be a coincidence because sometimes you get a melody that like you know the shape fifty percent. I'm sorry, fifty percent. Why did I should... not know about this? That's crazy. Well, and the thing the thing that's really sad as well is Paramore said they'll never perform Misery Business again, not because of this song, but because Haley is it Williamson? Mm. She um, says that she's not no longer comfortable with the lyrics because of call like calling another woman a whore. She says it's like encourages yeah, bullying yeah. and this stuff. So they're never performing it again, and we're stuck with this watered down, diluted version of a classic, which thankfully Paramore do get paid for now, as they rightly should, because it was so fucking ripped off, and she did it to Taylor Swift as well. Um, and she who Olivia Rodrigo yeah and, Rodrigo and Taylor Swift gets a cut of her other song now which I forget the name of because she ripped off what so does that mean does that mean she admitted that she stole or that she was influenced well they set they do it out of court so they, we know that the credit goes to Paramore we don't know how like it was closed proceedings but yeah I mean cle- it was undeniable anyway it clearly clearly was a copy mm. so fuck you Olivia Rodriguez that's all I have to say Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Rodrigo, home. And write your own song, <laughs> bitch. She's also quite young as well, though. Yeah, that's true. She's young, dumb, and full of cum. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, well, she was after our Grammys win. <laughs> <laughs> well, she should give half that Grammy to Paramore as well. Um, yeah, I get it. But one result we cannot argue with. I think Di definitely did win. She served this 
uh, much better than Georgia Sardesia. She did. And I was like, I was kind of worried that she was stomping up and down in those massive shoes, but I saw that she changed. Yes, she did, thank God. And it's actually quite a funny turnaround because uh, Deja sent her home in like one of the first weeks, didn't she? Yeah. And now yeah. she's mm-hmm. sent Deja home. So uh, For good! They could have made a bit more of a deal of that because I thought that was quite interesting. But... Yep. Georges and Deja did not have one good exit line between them, which is quite sad. But, <laughs> but <laughs> wait, I have to say, though, I did find this quite cute. I thought that Georges was, I mean, this is by far, I think, uh, one of my um, favourite seasons for queens that are kind to each other. Like, I think Georges is really kind. I think Camden's really kind and Jeria as well. Like, this was super cute where she was like, she was like, da 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 and then said her exit line and then was like, and? And like, presented Deja. Like, I mean, it was lovely. Yeah, I think this season's actually going to go down as a, one of the really good seasons. It's hard to tell till the end, but I think it's been consistently quite good. Yeah. Compared to season 13. Um, and yeah, it was cute watching them leave hand in hand and Georges is going to smoke a fat-ass blunt when she gets home. But their relationship seemed quite cute. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they talked about it um, and they and they talked about it in Untucked as well. Like, they, you know, like, superpower. In fact, this is really... In fact, you should watch Untucked because there's a scene at the end where they're packing up their stuff and stuff and they are really, really cute with each other. Like, um, just like, you know, like, genuine pals and, like, in Deja, it seems like, you know, like, very motherly. Or more than really nice. Maybe more... No, no, stop, stop trying to say everyone's fucking. Maybe more. Maybe <laughs> she got 45 ounces of Deja's bounce that ass or whatever it's called. Um, so I wouldn't want to see that. No, none of us would. So next week, uh, the de- it, it, more like <laughs> Deja Sky be more like the <laughs> wait, there's a joke in it. Wait, hang on. Um, oh, you sound like Deja Sky now. De- struggling for a punchline. Deja, Deja. Deja Sky, um, oh yeah, the sky went, the, like the sky went black because of her massive eyes. Cover this because it covered the sun. Come on, there's a joke in there. Crickets. No, I'm joking, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to make you do a roast bomb. <laughs> so next week it's the music video and one of them will leave and we'll finally have a final four. Yay! So do we know how many episodes there are in this season? I reckon next week is the penultimate. On, unless they do a reunion before the finale, Denali. Of course they will. Well, did they do one? Yeah, they yeah they will. So probably three left. And then I think we're going to have our winner's season, which is crazy. Um, oh, my God. I know. Too much. Too, way too much, in the words of the Spice Girls. Too, too much. Too, too much. Ah, too, too well, Very well linked chicken. I love that. The, did, you are welcome. Did you ever go to Too, Too Much? In, um, it used to be um, the name for the box, where the box is now in Soho. Used to be called Too Too Much. It was a gay bar. No. In a word. Mm, I did. Oh, well. Good I for did. you. Good for you. Good for you. Should we click it out? <laughs> yes, please. Click, click. Click, click. Click, 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 click.